0: Austin Cunningham and Justin Trees coming to you today with another great episode of Talking Football. Plenty to talk about with the NFL schedule being released last week. It came out the day after our episode, so we're going to get into that. We're going to get into some MVP odds, and then we're going to run over the AFC Norse draft. We're going to fuck, Mary, kill Carol Baskin, that shit, and then we're going to be on to the next one. But Trees, how are you doing, dude?
1: Pretty good, man. Excited to get back on with you and get going um it feels like it's been a very long time and it's not because I it's been that long a time it's just the schedule came out and then it just felt like a longer weekend and stuff so it's nice to be back on and talking football
0: it I mean it was because we went back to back on the podcast there was no gap in between and then we pretty much went what four or five days without talking to each other really I mean You've spent your weekend making your garage into a man cave and organizing it because that's the dad life for you now. And I'm still getting settled in here in Joplin, but, man, life seems to be going good for the both of us right now. Looks like we're getting new chapters started. This is is an exciting time for us, so kind of bittersweet that knowing we're both doing our own thing. But twice a week, we're right here together. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Bro, get out of the fields. Come on now. Do you got a tree, Sylvia, for us today? I do. I do. All right.
1: When was the last time a trio of wide receivers all had 1,000 receiving yards on the same team?
0: 2,000.
1: 2,000. Thank you. Thank you for that. You gave me a
0: 10-year window? Yeah, that helps me out, actually. Am um, I right? You're right it's in the two thousands, yes. Ah, two thousand and three. No. Two thousand eight. Yes. Shit. who was good in two thousand and eight. Um would've been the would have been the Patriots.
1: It was not the Patriots. Saints. No. Two thousand
0: eighteen, you had a great set of receivers. Arizona Cardinals? That was yes. before. It was the Cardinals. Yes. Wow!
1: Now, who are those three receivers?
0: Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, Anquan Bolden, and the other one I'm really just not, I'm not gonna know. Steve Breston. Yep, wouldn't have guessed it. Steve. Dang, no! All three of them had over a thousand. Yeah. And Crazy. that was Kurt that's Warner, right?
1: One. That was Kurt Warner. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. <laughs> that's- like that's impressive. Like thinking about that, like there are teams that don't have one thousand yard receiver. Some years. Yeah. Like the Eagles last year.
0: <laughs> Sorry for Carson Wentz. <laughs>
1: Sorry about that, Carson Wentz. Um, cool. Well, that's it. I got another one that I'm in the works with. I was hoping to get finished <laughs> for today, but I didn't have time to finish all the research. So next episode, I'll have one that's actually pretty detailed. So make sure to bring your pen and paper there.
0: Yeah. yeah. Hey, I thought I needed to post a note today, but uh, some a couple random guesses put me right in the winning circle. So I just want to go ahead and... First and foremost, I uh, say thank you to my fans. wouldn't be here without you guys today. Uh, just kidding. Let's get into the schedule release. It comes out Friday. NFL makes a big deal about it. It came out Thursday, excuse me. NFL makes a huge three, four-hour show out of it. Pretty much the entire thing was leaked before the show, so really no point in it. But a couple key matchups are going to be taking place this season, which is huge. Um, let's go ahead and run into our personal teams, though, before we really get into that. Uh, Treese, let's start with your Jacksonville Jaguars, a team that you have been a fan of for whoever knows how long and w- for whatever reason why. But <laughs> let's hear your thoughts on what their season's going to be looking like and kind of what your thoughts are on their schedule home and away games.
1: Yeah, so obviously we talked about this already. No uh, London games, so they actually do have to play eight games in Jacksonville, which is honestly nice. Um, they start out at home against the Colts. Uh, they start off with two division games, actually. Then they go to Tennessee. Thank goodness we're not going to be seeing the Thursday night classic of Tennessee versus Jacksonville. It's actually going to be a week three Jacksonville versus the Dolphins. So that mm. could be exciting. Um, if Tua is actually playing – I actually could see that being a selling point for the NFL. Like, you have Tua, who's highly doubted. Like, everybody knows who he is, versus Gardner Minshew, the guy that nobody wanted, sixth-round pick. I think that that actually could be a very big selling point to get people to watch that. Um, then they play the Bengals at, at Cincinnati. So another one of those Joe Burrow versus Gardner Minshew type things could be exciting. Go back against another division in tech, the Texans. Then you, got, then you start your just – then you got the Lions at home, which I believe that was going to be the London game, um, because they have their bye the next week. And then, um, then they got what the LA Chargers, which I think I'll probably end up going to that game just because it's so close. You got the Texans again at home. You got the Packers, Steelers, which is always exciting. Jags versus Steelers is always a battle from back in the day when they were the AFC central and they were just, a, they were rivals there. Obviously we know that the Jags are actually the only team to beat uh, the Steelers in Pittsburgh twice in the same year. And they've done it twice. They did it in 07 and in 2017. So fun. Oh, fact,
0: wow.
1: Fun fact for you there. Uh, then you go, got home against Cleveland. You got a very tough one to start December. I feel like every team says this, but like Jags, December is brutal. You got, At Minnesota, home against the Titans, at the Ravens, home against the Bears, at the Colts. Like, that's extremely Wow. So, um, honestly, I think this is what's going to happen. I think the Jaguars are going to win a couple games early, and everybody's going to be like, holy shit, maybe they weren't as bad as we thought. Maybe they weren't tanking, and then they're going to just, like, lose the final, like, (laughs) eight games. I think they're going to be very competitive the first eight, and then lose the final eight, like, not very competitively. So um, overall, I mean, we actually text about this a little bit. I kind of think that they're a three-win team, maybe four-win team.
0: Really? Where do you think their wins are coming?
1: Um, I think that they will beat the Colts at one of those games. They beat the Colts at home so when, in Jacksonville, I think the last five years now. Maybe it was the last four years. So I could see them doing that even to start the season um if not maybe at the end of the year maybe both team, maybe the Colts even are sitting guys because they've already wrapped up this division um I think that they are going to win one of the Dolphins or the Bengals game I, don't, I can't tell which one I think they're going to win one of those two um and then honestly I, I think that they could beat the Steelers just because that that game those games are always so crazy that mm-hmm. like it's almost like when you're like oh it's a division game in, in college where it's like anything goes it doesn't matter right you know this from Texas, yeah. Oklahoma, like where it doesn't matter, like yeah. if it's up or down, like they just play tough. That's exactly how the Jags and Steelers are. The Jags have been god awful and played the Steelers and beat them before. Like I could, and then yeah, maybe the Bears, right? So like I just named five, five winnable games. I think they win probably three of those, and then everything else, I just don't really see them having a big chances.
0: All right, awesome. So, so at least three wins.
1: Three to four wins is what I got. Yep. Question All is, right. does that knock you out of, uh, Trevor Lawrence territory? That's the biggest question, right?
0: <laughs> I think it might put you right up there <laughs> just because the Panthers I'll are going to be better than that.
1: Yeah. yep, yeah, I do. I think that, um, yeah, that's tough because usually the number one pick, usually that team has either one or two wins. That's usually how it goes. And that four win range, that's usually like the, like three through five is like a four win team. Mm-hmm. Um, That'd be tough. But you want to know what, though? There are three very exciting quarterbacks in this draft class with Fields and Lance. Um, as of right now, I'd be happy with any of them. <laughs> I really would. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence is like the holy grail. That's who everybody wants. And I mean, mm-hmm. that's got to strive for if you're going to be that bad. So th- it'll be interesting to see. Um, I know that you talked about this quite a bit on Miked Up. So all of our listeners that listen to you on Miked Up on Saturday. This is kind of a repeat, but for those of you that didn't listen to him on mic Up um, and only listened to us on talking Football, one, thank you. Two, what um, what do you got? How, how's the schedule looking for, for the Chiefs?
0: Yeah, so Saturday, you know, I put it at 12-4. and four. Um, So a, a good season, a repeat of what they did last year. But when I kind of go back and look, I feel like I might have been a harsh on a couple games. So I, I really think that an actual honest spot for them is 13-3 and or 14-2. and Uh, You open up the year Thursday night against Houston. I think that is a win. You then travel on the road to Los Angeles. You pretty much get to see what your new home in L.A. looks like uh, when playing the Chargers. So there's another win. And then this is when it gets crazy. You go to the West Coast. You're going to come home, and then you're going to go all the way back out east, and then you play at Baltimore. So I think that is probably a game they might lose. Uh, when it comes down to it, this is the first time Baltimore gets them at home. Uh, the last couple matchups have been close. Lamar Jackson probably isn't happy with his performance in those. Or it's just in the case that Patrick Mahomes just took over the game. And then they get New England and Las Vegas at home. I think those are winnable games. And then they go to Buffalo. That's a game that kind of concerns me because the, the Buffalo always pays Kansas City so tough. And it's in their home field. But it's early in the year. What are you laughing at?
1: <laughs> the Buffalo always plays the Chiefs hard. That's, you I've just never heard somebody call the Buffalo.
0: <laughs> the Bills. Excuse me. I didn't realize I did that. The Bills always play him tough. You know, just Buffalo Stampede. Jesus Christ. Now you got me all riled up here. All right. The, <laughs> that, that was, excuse me. <laughs> Shit. All right. The Bills, they literally always play the Chiefs tough. No matter whether it's home for them or away, that's going to be a close game, and it's going to be an exciting one. Then You know how I mentioned the Chiefs go from west to east? Now they're going to go from east to kind of west to Denver. Uh, This is going to be kind of a game for Andrew, not Andrew, but Drew Locke here. Uh, To kind of see what he can do. And with his offense, are him and his receivers on point at this point in the year? Are they still kind of meshing, trying to figure things out? And then they get the Jets and Carolina at home. I'm just going to go ahead and call all three of those wins. Then they go on a much-needed bye week. And this is when things kind of start to get tough here to end the year. You go to Vegas. You get to see what your new home looks like in Vegas now as well. Um, And then you travel to Tampa. You're going to figure out what it's like to win there. My concern is, is Tom Brady... Got that offense down to a T. Is he? Fi- are they figured out? Is that defense up to par? Are they doing well? Everyone rested up, and then you get Denver at home, and Denver at home now worries me because this is a home game for Drew Locke Almost his friends and family are from the area. He is from Kansas City. He's from Lee Summit, so he's I mean you know right down the street. Been to numerous Chiefs games growing up. Now he plays them. He's in the same division. So these games have a lot of meaning to him, and it's a rivalry that he's well aware of. He's just on the other end of it. And then they go to Miami and New Orleans. That's a game that I'm concerned with on they might lose. And then they get Atlanta and the Chargers at home. I just ran through the whole schedule. Really, I'm only seeing three losses there, probably to Baltimore, maybe to Buffalo, and then maybe at New Orleans. Those are all on the road. Those are going to be tough games. It happens. It's the NFL season. No one really goes undefeated. That's why it's so rare. It's only literally happened one time. So it's an exciting time to be a Chiefs fan. It's exciting to kind of see what this schedule plays out as. You know, you usually look at a lot of these teams, you're like, man, here's going to be a lot of close games. But looking at this team now and the fact that they have everyone coming back, it feels like they rebolstered their defense through the draft in a way. They got more athletic at the linebacker position. Hopefully their corners are going to be there and they're going to be good. That pass rush is going to be okay. You still got the honey badger and the Frank Clark, Frank the Shark. I think you're going to be okay. Like the offense didn't lose anybody. It's an exciting time. I can't freaking wait. I just I wish it was starting next week instead of a couple months. And I wish COVID nineteen wasn't a thing, but it is. And I hope everyone is staying safe.
1: Absolutely. All right. So you think that the Chiefs are going to be either the one or two seed, correct? Yep. Which
0: one? I think it's I think it's going to come down between them and Baltimore and the AFC, um, and I'm I'm going to pick Kansas City actually to be the one.
1: Okay, so you got one Kansas City to the Ravens, and I'm assuming you're saying that you think that that's going to be the AFC championship. Game.
0: It should be, unless there's just another surprise team like Tennessee coming through. I really don't think Tennessee repeats the success on the offensive side of the ball. I think their defense is good, but I mean, offense, the Chiefs were able to kind of shut down the Titans in the second half. Other teams are going to look at that film and figure out how to do the same thing. So that's kind of where my thought is with it.
1: I I totally agree here. So, okay, so NFC-wise, and I know you haven't probably dove into the whole NFC schedule, but as of right now, do you have two teams that you're like, okay, these are my NFC teams?
0: So, just strictly that I love, honestly, it's going to be New Orleans and Dallas. Okay. Like, just absolutely. Minnesota's up there. I think the Packers are on a resurgence. I've been saying this like crazy. I don't think Aaron Rodgers comes into the season lightly. Like, he's pissed off. Totally. And people are just going to be like, oh, well, it's Aaron Rodgers. He's always pissed. This This is different. Like, Aaron Rodgers is out to show I'm the fucking dude. And I think that's what this next season is for him.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Um, I'm still going to stick with the Vikings. I, I'm going to go with I was a year too early on them last year. Um, but yeah, okay, cool, interesting. I just wanted to know what what your top two teams from each uh, each or conference are. Okay, right. mm-hmm. cool. All right. Um, let's go into some MVP odds. So this is something that I always like to do. I always try to bet on a few guys um, when I go down to Vegas in the summertime and kind of just. It's always fun for me and I always don't try to go with the top top guys and obviously and honestly it's paid off the last 2 years given I didn't pick either Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes the last 2 years but they were not in the top 5 the last 2 years. So that's my point though is like there are always guys that can come out and given guys are favorites for a reason but and honestly Patrick Mahomes you don't get hurt last year He probably is competing with Lamar Jackson as MVP. Mm -hmm. I think Lamar probably still would have won it because of what he did. He actually was just unbelievable last year. I just don't – he wouldn't have been a unanimous MVP is, I guess, what I'm getting at. Um, But I still think he would have got it. So we should just go with – let's cut out all players that aren't quarterbacks. Like a a non-quarterback is not going to win. Damn. Um, So to start off, let's just name the top five favorites. Patrick Mahomes at plus 350. Um, For those of you that aren't into gambling, the plus means if you bet $100, you would get that much in return. So if it's plus 350 like Patrick Mahomes, you'd bet $100. If Patrick Mahomes won it, you'd actually get $450 in return. Your $100 back from your bet, plus you'd win the 350. So that's what the plus 350 is. So, uh, Patrick Mahomes, the favorite, at plus 350. Lamar Jackson, plus 600. Russell Wilson, plus 800. Deshaun Watson, plus 1,400. Tom Brady, plus 1,600. Those are the top five favorites. Um, for me, I would I will be betting on Russell Wilson at plus 800. Um, I actually tweeted about this today, uh, that I think that this team, the team being the Seahawks, they are a Yanni Kangakwe away from a Super Bowl lock, not just like a favorite. I'm saying a lock. I think that they will. Really? Yes. I actually, even without them, I actually will be taking the Seahawks to make it to the Super Bowl this year. I think that this team is primed. I think that they're young in a lot of good positions. I think that they, they're not, but they're not too young. And they have vets on the defense to get ready. Um, they're literally just missing a pass rusher. So I love that. I would be staying away from Deshaun Watson, even at plus 1,400. I want no part of that. I feel like that's just throwing away money there. Uh, I bet Tom Brady gets a lot of love here. I would not be surprised Mm -hmm. if uh, his number uh, drops dramatically here soon. Uh, Other ones that caught my eye, you brought up the Cowboys as a favorite. Uh, Dak Prescott, plus 2,000. So that's a pretty good betting odds there. You brought up Aaron Rodgers, 2,500. So is Carson Wentz and Kyler Murray. I actually like all three of those. Would not be surprised if I put money on those guys. Um, and one guy that I actually like that I don't, I don't like his second half of his schedule, so I probably won't be putting too much money on him. But his first half of the schedule is so easy. So one for fantasy purposes, you need to be drafting this guy. But two, just for betting odds, Josh Allen, plus four, yeah. plus four thousand. His his schedule is so easy at the first start that like he might get things rolling and he might just be stay hot the entire year because of his such easy schedule early in the year. So I that love- confidence
0: is just going to keep rising.
1: Exactly. Uh, big Ben, I think it's getting totally undervalued at plus 5,000 with the weapons wow. that they have on that, on that offense. I honestly think that I'll be putting money on him. Uh, you, you talked about Baker during, uh, would up a little bit and, I, I totally agreed with your statement. of like, Hey, this could be the year. Like now that he knows that, Hey, I can't just roll out to the right. Every single play, stay in the pocket. He had, he obviously got two offensive tackles, got another mm-hmm. tight end weapon. Like he might be able to be good here. And he's at plus 5,000 as well. A little shocked that him and big ben are at the same. Um, but that was pretty shocking to me. Um, and those are kind of the ones that I was looking at. There's other players. Uh, you'd, Jimmy G's at plus 3,300, how he's ahead of Big Ben and yeah. Josh Hunt, to me, I think that that's kind of laughable. Um, Kyle Matt, Shanahan. Yeah, it's got to be. But still, like, he likes to run the ball. So, um, interesting. a whole bunch of interesting pickups, though, here, and a lot of uh, interesting guys. I'm surprised that Michael Thomas is plus 10,000. And I get it, wide receivers don't really win it ever. But there are guys like... Stafford, Nick Foles, Josh Jacobs, Nick Bosa, Jameis Winston, a backup quarterback. All of them have better odds. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, who's the top guy that is not a quarterback here? Saquon Barkley.
0: I was going to say Barkley's got to be.
1: Yep, plus three thousand. I'm actually, I'm, I'm surprised it's ahead of Christian McCaffrey though.
0: I just – I mean, it's, it's Saquon Barkley. Like, he, it doesn't matter what's – because he's primarily the running back aspect, but he has the ability to catch the ball to the backfield. With Christian McCaffrey, I just think they look the supporting cast there. And I'm not saying it's better in New York, but I think if you look at Saquon and his production as well, they're going to go, okay, this is all because of Saquon. And if you look in – excuse me, in Carolina, it's going to be like, maybe Teddy Bridgewater has some part of this – Maybe new head coach and stuff kind of changes things up a bit. Who knows though? I mean, maybe they're looking at it as there's no way his productivity is as high as it was last year because I need to save him and they paid him all this money. I crazy thought there, but just let me put it out there.
1: No, that's fair. All right, so let's play a game here. Let's let's keep Patrick Mahomes out of this. Um, mm-hmm. Who would you be choosing as if you went if you went to Vegas? And you had $500. And let's say you decided, I'm going to choose five players to put $100 on. Who would be your five players? You can't choose Patrick Mahomes.
0: That's fine. Um, I'm going to take Drew Brees. Uh, This is most likely his last run. He knows it. The team knows it. Everyone knows it, it seems like. Uh, We haven't won it yet. Let's fucking make it happen. I would probably put $300 on that, honestly, uh, if I had that money just to drop. But... I put a hundred on drew Brees. I'm going to go ahead and put another hundred on Carson Wentz I'm going to put another hundred on Russell Westbrook and not Russell Westbrook. Excuse me Russell Wilson Golly, I don't know what my deal is here. I'm just getting mixed sports up I'm watching the last dance and I'm just sitting here thinking like all right. This is nuts. Just watch them play baseball Let's mix it up a little bit here. Uh, So who do I so I got Wilson Brees, Wentz uh, Aaron Rodgers I think there's a possibility. He has a big year um And then, dang, let me – okay, so other quarterbacks that could just light it up this next season depending on their schedule. Um, Phillip Rivers, dude, that might be another name I just throw out there. He's got an offensive line. He's got a receiving core that nobody seems to be talking about. But I've heard people say when you want a receiving core, you you want it to be like a basketball team. You want your point guard. You want your shooting guard. You want your small forward and your power forward. He's pretty much got that there like he has got it set up. He's got a new rookie running back. He's got two other running backs there that have shown the ability to produce. This dude is surrounded with talent that is very underrated. Guess what? So is Philip Rivers in a way like everyone just overlooks the dude and what he's done. There's a possibility. He just has a massive year in Indianapolis.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, not to bring this back to the Jags, but I actually think the Jags have, like, the perfect, like, basketball lineup of wide receivers.
0: Yes, exactly. Colin
1: Colin Johnson, your boy from uh, yes. Texas, like, getting him with DJ Char, you bring in LaVisca Chanel, you have D.D. Westbrook, um, you have Keelan Cole or Chris Conley, like, it is literally a perfect, like, you have one guy of everything, like, and that's yeah. why, uh, that's actually why I dislike Deshaun Watson so much this year. They literally have the same guy four times. Yep. Same guy. It doesn't matter. Like a guy that's six one can run a four three. Like that's that's what they are. I'm not saying that it's bad because there are some good players on that team. No, it's like, it's the exact
0: things. same thing. Hope they stay healthy.
1: Yep, exactly. Okay, cool. I really like those um, those odds. One or another guy I I wouldn't count out is, honestly, maybe it's just because we talked to Logan last episode, but Matt Stafford, if he stayed healthy, I actually think he's going to be in a ton of shootouts, and he actually has a very good record of fourth quarter comebacks, plus 6,600, like, dropping even like 50 bucks on that just to be like, hey, like, he stays healthy, they're going to have to be throwing a ton. If he can get enough comebacks and they find a way to win that division... Like, that could be enough to win an yeah. MVP there. Um, so that would be interesting. I was actually just looking just to see where Gardner Minshew was. Just a cool 15000 So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Where's Joe Burrow?
1: Joe Burrow is actually pretty high. He's 8000
0: Dang. I would just put some money on that just for fun. Just that for- receiving core, Joe Mixon rebuilt the offensive line, spent a ton of money in their secondary not saying the team as a whole just does well but they've got him set up pretty good coming into a rookie year especially coming off of what he did last year in college.
1: Yeah. Chase Young is 10,000. Like having Chase Young ahead of Khalil Mack, uh Nick Chubb, Gardner Minshew, JJ Watt, Aaron Jones It's
0: the it's the new shiny toy. Like It's ridiculous. You come into the league and you tear it up. Dude, I had a ah. Dom
1: Hopkins and Mixon, dude, crazy. That's crazy, dude. <laughs> Absurd. Two is 10,000. That's interesting.
0: Shoot, wow. He knows if he even plays.
1: Yeah, seriously. Man, maybe we should go with our tight ends. All the tight ends are plus 30,000. Hey, can can we just get some tight end love one time? Bet 100 dollars Could bucks? you
0: imagine if a Travis Kelsey won an MVP?
1: Dude, it would be awesome.
0: What would he have to do to win MVP?
1: He would literally have to go for seriously like eighteen hundred yards and eighteen touchdowns.
0: Challenge accepted. What <laughs> I do I was, that in Madden?
1: I was just looking, dude. Miles Garrett is twenty thousand. How is how how is Chase Young literally? Twice as likely to get MVP over Miles Garrett, who was going to win defensive MVP if he didn't go fucking crazy in a fourth quarter <laughs> um, and decide to just start throwing haymakers with a helmet, dude. I,
0: it's, I, it's the new shiny toy, dude. That's what it I is.
1: Throw money on Miles Garrett, man. Like if an, if a defensive player is going to win it, I think it it would be a Miles Garrett. Really. Who do you think it would
0: be? I don't think a defensive lineman. I mean, maybe a a safety or a corner.
1: No, I mean, it's got to be somebody that puts up tons of sacks. Like, Khalil Mack and J.J. Watt both got votes for MVP some of their years uh, for MVP.
0: Go ahead, dude. I ain't putting any money on defensive players. I mean, that's just me, but...
1: I might I might throw ten dollars down. Like why not? Why not? So
0: How much money do you bet with? Well don't answer that. You don't have to answer that.
1: Uh anywhere from five hundred to thousand
0: dollars. Didn't have to answer that. All right, let's go ahead and get into the AFC North. Let's go ahead and get down to the fuck Mary Kill plus Carol Baskin. If you are unfamiliar with how this works, you get four options. One of them You want to bang it out with another one you want to marry forever is a long time. There you go kill it It's exactly what it is. You get rid of it, but the Carol Baskin. That's a little twist Hey We know you did something bad and we don't like it and we want nothing to do with you That's the Carol Baskin the Green Bay Packers were Carol Baskin of their division We are now here on the AFC North Trace, Let's start with the Steelers. I want to hear your analysis first on the AFC North with the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: Yeah. All right. So they took uh, Chase Claypool, a guy that we watched in the Senior Bowl, wide receiver out of uh, Notre Dame in the second round. They didn't have a first round pick because they got Minka Fitzpatrick. So if we want to put Minka Fitzpatrick into this uh, draft class, that's who they took there. Round two, they took a- a- Alex Highsmith. They needed another linebacker. Makes sense. Anthony McFarland in round th- uh, four, actually, uh, good running back out of Maryland. Uh, Kevin Dotson a guard in the fourth round as well Antoine Brooks another Maryland guy uh, in round six and then Carlos Davis a defensive tackle just getting they lost some defensive tackles in free agency so overall this felt like a very Steelers draft of like you're getting guys that like everybody knows it kind of felt like nobody actually loved these guys but everybody talked about them like it almost felt like people were too scared to put their stamp on that player back. Like, this is my guy, but everybody kind mm-hmm. of all these guys. Um, and so obviously we know these guys draft wide receivers and just make them literally pro-
0: just studs. Just yeah.
1: Studs. So I'm sure uh, Chase Claypool will be uh, very good. I actually think he ends up being honestly could be their number two slash three this year. I think that, Uh, Smith-Schuster is obviously the number one. Then uh, Johnson's probably the two, and then Claypool's three. I think Claypool uh, outduels Washington there. I think that... Really? Yeah, I really do. Um, And then McFarland is going to be good. Maybe take a couple more carries away from uh, James Conner, who just literally just could not stay healthy. You know, if you can take five carries away from him per game, maybe get him to last a little bit longer, that's good. And then I mean, and then it's just depth at other positions. So I, I like this draft. It's not like the sexy one, but I'm like, I don't know what. You got a lot of needs, and you can see these guys making a difference this year.
0: Yep, absolutely. Uh, let's go ahead and get into the Ravens a draft. That they Man, they just freaking nailed it, I mean, just to be quite frank. You take Patrick Queen in round one. Round two, you go J.K. Dobbins, and then you get a defensive tackle in round three and a wide receiver and a linebacker and another linebacker, and then through the rest of the draft, you just added depth along your offensive line. Like, just holy smokes, did they just have a phenomenal draft. Like, they did everything that they needed to. They added depth where it needed to be. Yonda retires. Hey, let's just go ahead and get some late-round guys here, uh, interior offensive linemen, and maybe one of them hits and we fill a gap. If not, hey, we still got some quality depth. We'll just build from it from here. Damn, they, they nailed it. You get Patrick Queen, of course you get another linebacker. Of course the Ravens get a stud linebacker. Round two, hey, we have a running back already that we kind of like in Mark Ingram. Let's get a guy that plays just like him. Shit, might even take a spot, J.K. Dobbins. Round three, let's just add to our defensive line. We got Calais Campbell, forget about it. We're going to get another interior guy here. And then they go receiver a speedster, a guy who didn't have hardly any drops at the University of Texas, and then they get Malik Harrison, a linebacker. You just add to that position as well. Your first three rounds, you killed it. You freaking did phenomenal. I have no hate. I can't even be upset. Like It's an exciting time to be a Ravens fan here because you guys just got better, and you still have the reign on your team. Your receiving core just got better as well. Look the hell out for the Ravens next year because they are not messing around.
1: No, they're really not. I love this draft. Uh, Patrick Queen, my number two linebacker. J.K. Dobbins, my number one running back. Uh, Duvernay, I thought he was going to be one of the best slot wide receivers in this entire draft. We talked about um, Malik Harrison multiple times. And then we talked about uh, James Prochet, uh, the wide receiver out of smu during the senior bowl one of our senior bowl episodes we talked about how he really stood out so i really really like this draft so uh big fan of it i'm with you ravens gonna be a threat it was awesome all right let's go on to the browns now uh pick 10 they got jedrick wills just to fall into their lap just lucky them that's fantastic round two a guy that you desperately wanted to fall to the chiefs in round two Mm -hmm. and that's Delpit, the safety out of LSU, he was great. Jordan Elliott, uh, Ohio State guy. uh, Jacob Phillips, a linebacker. Harrison Bryant, uh, the tight end. I thought that he was going to get drafted in the third round. He falls to the fourth round there. They take uh, Nick Harrison in the fifth round, and then the surprise for I think almost everybody was Donovan Peoples-Jones falling all the way to the sixth round. And I get it that he may be more of just an athlete than a wide receiver. But I'll take that gamble in the sixth round all day every day. Uh, mm-hmm. th- my only worry there is, did you just get a David and version 2.0 this time though in the sixth round, not the first round? Where I remember last year you and I had this argument where I said David and is just not very good. He's just a great athlete. He's just not. He's not very good at that. And then you said he was going to have a monster year, and then he didn't. And then I got to back. Yeah, I'm right
0: again. And you know, so he got hurt. Whoa, 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 easy here, Tiger. Let's tone that back a bit. He got hurt because his quarterback said, let me roll out to the right, throw, try and throw across my body, uh, jump up and get this bad throw. Your legs get taken out from underneath you. Sorry if you broke your neck. That's what happened yeah. to David Joku.
1: Yeah, they, they understood that it was just a freaky injury, right? And that's why they went and pay, made Austin Hooper the highest paid tight end.
0: I mean, when you got Austin Hooper sitting there, like, why not go get him? You got a guy coming off injury. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, Thank you. I actually can't believe that they haven't traded him yet. Maybe it's just because maybe a lot of teams just aren't willing to trade at this point. Maybe they actually want to see, like, what they have and actually do practices. I think that's probably more of what it is. Um, I actually think that's why guys like Clowney haven't been signed and some other free agents. I think at this point, coaches like, don't make any more moves. Let's go to practice. Let me see all these players on the field. And then I can mm-hmm. tell you if we're actually weak at that position or
0: not. Yep. I think that's fair. Uh, let's go ahead and get into the Bengals here. Round one, they take Joe Burrow. Round two, they go T. Higgins. Round three, they go Logan Wilson. Then they go Akeem Davis-Gathier. And then they go Khalid Kareem, Hakeem Adinji, and Marcus Bailey. If I pronounce those names correctly, holy shit. That was my first time saying it out loud quite a bit. Uh Really, though, the first three rounds of this draft, I absolutely love. I fell in love with Logan Wilson at the Senior Bowl. T. Higgins was a favorite receiver of mine coming into the draft. And Joe Burrow, I've been talking about him to whoever would listen, I feel like, in my circle of the the LSU Tigers have a quarterback. The first tailgate that I went to with Matt and Mello for stick to football, we went to an LSU-Georgia game. I watched Jake Fromm, and then I watched Joe Burrow. And I remember sitting there going, And this Joe Burrow kid, like, he actually looks like a freaking quarterback. Didn't have the best game, didn't do well, but you could just kind of see, like, he's an actual quarterback that seems to be doing things well, like, doing things right. And LSU comes in and beats Georgia. It was a great game, great atmosphere, uh, great memories I'll never forget for the rest of my life were made there in LSU. Uh, But the Bengals get that guy, and then they get T. Higgins, and they get Logan Wilson, they added to great spots of need throughout the draft here. Their receiving core just got even better. They got their future guy in Logan Wilson. They desperately needed linebacker help, and they got it. This is awesome. I love this draft as well. I just need to know which one I'm having a good time with at night and which one I'm being together with forever.
1: Yeah, um, I'm with you. This this draft is awesome. They got freaky athletic at tight end or I mean at linebacker with Davis here and Logan Wilson. I I think that that's. An awesome duo there. T. Higgins opposite of A.J. Green. Yes, please. All day. And then obviously Joe Burrow. What more can we say? Like, this dude's going to be an absolute freak. So, I really, really like this. And honestly, I like all of these drafts. I think this division did very, very well. Um, It was kind of like yep. NFC North last episode, but we get, like, three of the four. Um, This one, it's all four. Big fans of it. So, I'm going to put you on the spot to start off. So... Uh. Who
0: are you going to marry? I'm going to marry the Ravens. You just had, excuse me, you had several picks here, and I feel like you hit on all of them. So you have a lot of things going for you. It looks like you have a bright future. You have great assets, uh, great perks as well, if you're kind of getting my vibe here. Uh, You're kind of something I want to be together with for a long time. So I'm going to go ahead and get down on a knee here. I'm going to pull out this box. I'm going to open up the shiny sparkly thing inside of it that sits on your finger. And I'm going to ask you to be mine, Ravens. So what do you say? All
1: right. Who are you going to just have a one-night stand
0: with? Yeah, that's going to be the Bengals. You know what I mean? Just a little, you know, eye eye of the tiger type deal. Let's just kind of get rowdy for a night. Let's see how this goes. Uh, Hopefully it goes well. If not, we'll just move on from here. We had a great time. It looks like you have a good future, but you don't have everything figured out yet. You're just, you're kind of setting yourself up for it. You're setting yourself up for the next guy. So that's what I like about the Bengals here. Uh, Who am I going to kill? I'm, I'm gonna kill the the Browns. Um, I like what they did. They, you know, they had several picks here as well. They were able to add Grant Delpit. This is a guy that I think is gonna come in with some of those L- those other LSU players on the team and kind of get back to his 2018 form. I like how they added to the offensive line at pick 10. That's what Baker Mayfield desperately needs. To give him time. So with that, I'm just gonna kill you in the Steelers. I'm j- I'm gonna Carol Baskin you. Just due to the fact that my favorite pick was in round two. Yeah, you can count Mika Fitzpatrick as round one. But from there, it seems like your team is set up in a position to make a run. You just need guys to be healthy. That's the only reason why I don't want anything to do with your draft is because you pretty much already have people that I like. And that's it. So no hard feelings on this Carol Baskin. A tough decision here, but yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Okay. So I'm also going to marry the Ravens because – how how can you not Patrick Queen J K Dobbins Duvernay, come on like how can you not marry them uh, mm-hmm. I also am going to uh, have a nice just a nice seafood dinner you know with uh, the Bengals I just think that okay. they're fantastic It's also ironic that we're doing the Bengals and we're doing Carol Baskin here you know it is what it is mm. um, And then I am actually going to kill the Steelers. Um, and that is more because I think that guys like Antoine Brooks and Kevin, or I mean Anthony McFarland and Chase Claypool, all make big differences this year and moving forward. Uh, I they got they got some tough decisions at wide receiver in the coming years, and I think if they can get Chase Claypool to be just a stud here, like it makes everything much much easier. And I will have to Carol Baskin the Browns, and just like you, like this one was tough and. Again, we said it before we started this. We like all of these drafts. This one's actually tough. Uh, Love Jedrick Wills. He was actually my number one tight end there. Uh, Grant Delpit is just... He's just a wild card there. So is Donovan Peoples-Jones. Those guys are both just... If those two explode like what their potential is, this obviously moves up to... Honestly, probably... Could move up to the Mary system. Like, that's how... What potential this team actually has. But... um, I don't, think, I don't think this team needs potential. I think that this team already has the potential. I think that they needed solidified. Who are the safe guys that are going to come in here and just be able to – there's not going to be question marks like Grant Delpit's tackling. Um, like you just come in, you be the guy, and you're good to go. Again, Grant Delpit could also turn into – one of the top five safeties in, this, um, in the league within two or three years. Like, he's that talented. Yep. So uh, this one was actually very tough for me. I actually honestly don't like doing the Carol Baskin to this team, um, but <laughs> we got to do it, right? Like, we're not we're not playing against – you know, we're not on the fence here trying to decide. So um, that's, your, that's where I'm at. Let's do our rankings of not for the draft, but where you rank these teams in the division currently. We both have the Ravens number one. We've already made that yeah. very clear because – we both think that they're going to be either the one or two seed in the AFC. Who is your number two team in this division? Steelers. Okay. Your number three team?
0: Browns and the Bengals. Okay. It's tough. Does it's Baker Mayfield? Tough. Does Baker Mayfield do what he needs to do this next year? Like that's the that's the serious question, and that's the honest truth of. Does he mess it up, or does he figure it out?
1: It's true. And does and then does Big Ben stay healthy? Those are the two biggest things.
0: Yeah, Big, seriously.
1: Big Ben. Those two, like, I actually, as boring as it is, I'm going to do exactly what you just did there. But, like, it is literally one hit away from the Bengals being the two seed in this division and me being very confident.
0: Yeah, dude, they're a young team, but man, those guys are all ready to play. Like Logan Wilson, he's an experienced player. Like he's not just some, you know, guy that went. He did kind of go to a smaller school, not as high, you know, level facing. But dude, this guy just in my mind that means he's fresher. (laughs) You know what I mean? You're ready for the bigger hits now. You're gonna be more durable with that. I'm really excited to see what the Bengals can do because man, they've built a solid foundation here, and you just gotta build off of it and keep going. In my mind. Like I really, 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 really like the Bengals.
1: Yeah, me too. All right, I think that does it for this episode. We will be doing the NFC what East or sorry, AFC East next episode, and then the yes sir. Then the final two will be our teams um, division. So AFC East later this week. We appreciate you guys. Thanks for tuning in. And tonight we've been talking football.